Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Creation Innovation. I am so excited today to be speaking to Sarah Bacon. She is a human design expert. And those of you that follow me or know me know that I'm all about the different what should we call them aspects of life that can help us through life a little bit easier. And so I'm super excited to talk to you. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to be here too. Thank you. So how did you find, well, maybe we should back up to say, how long have you been an entrepreneur? That has been a shorter journey in my life and not one that I was expecting to take necessarily. So I made the decision to leave kind of the corporate world that I was in, which was, that wasn't ever my dream anyways, but I, the last job I had was in marketing and PR for about six years. And I left that about four and a half years ago, kind of just with this strong feeling that that's not how I was meant to spend my life. And I knew that I had greater gifts. My background is in psychology and I thought I had wanted to be a marriage family therapist before. So I was always kind of looking for what that career would look like. I, my heart and passion is towards helping people live these full and beautiful, healthy lives. And so, yeah, I just kind of hit a point where I was done with that job, but didn't really have a clear picture as to what that would look like. So for a while, I just sort of pieced together freelance jobs and part-time things. And meanwhile, I was just very actively searching for what that thing was. And yeah, so then I found human design through a podcast. I was listening. I've always been into similar to you. Like I, I love the, the self-reflective, like the personality stuff, the psychology world. Like I I'm all about that stuff. Um, but obviously some systems or things resonate more than others. So Enneagram was never one. I, I had a lot of friends who were like really into that. Astrology wasn't something that I necessarily used in my life. Mm-hmm. Interesting to me, but when I learned about human design or I looked up mine, I guess I should say, I could not believe how much it like resonated with me and how affirming it was and how spot on. And so the more I dug in, I just kept wanting to like learn more and more. And then eventually just like wanted to learn how to become a reader so I could teach people about their human design. So to, in a long answer, to answer your question, that's kind of what led to starting a business around it with my best friend at the time, we created the brand high def humans and it has taken some shifts since then, but I'd say that's probably what launched in my mind, what felt like my entrepreneurial phase of life was, was that, so that was about, that was during COVID. So two and a half or almost okay. three. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Three years in. I know timing, oh, yeah. timing in regards to that is all a blur in, in a lot of different ways, but I thank you for sharing that because I feel like some people they hesitate on, do I make that leap to being an entrepreneur or do I keep in my safety little zone? And I think part of when you are, have these, again, what should we call them? Um, tools as far as Mm -hmm. astrology, um, human design, all those things, what should we refer to those as? I don't know. 
I call them, t- I mean, yeah, it's a tool that I use. Just okay. Simple, we'll call it but that. I think some of the, a lot of those, at least for me too, have always come up around helping to guide you to make those decisions actually to know like, yes, you would be good to be somebody who is an entrepreneur or you should probably stay in a nine to five job and that gives you more security and safety. That doesn't mean that it's wrong or you're less than or whatever. You can still kick ass and climb a corporate ladder and do super well on that. But I think those oftentimes help guide people to know where they fit well and or should be going. And I think sometimes when you feel like you're crawling out of your skin and you're not sure really why, these types of tools can help you get some clarity on, oh, okay, maybe I should look into doing something else or whatever it may be. And I know for me, it's always, I mean, I've been doing astrology and all of that sort of stuff for many, many years, and it's guided my life in lots of different ways. And I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years and every single type of reading I've ever done has always said, you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and specifically now in regards to, um, well, even then, but I didn't know then that the fertility and motherly and all of that sort of stuff was in my chart, which blows my mind now to see that. But so wild. I love that. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, I think specific to human design, for those of us who are not familiar with what that even is, I think a lot of people understand astrology. They know like, oh, for one way or another, it's in the magazines or it's whatever. And that's what I call Western astrology. I particularly follow or I specifically follow Vedic astrology, which is a little bit different than Western astrology. So tell people what human design is. So at its core, I believe human design shows us a roadmap to our own personal intuition and kind of our inner guidance. And it shows us how we're wired and designed to interact with the world around us and use our energy in ways that is going to be the most supportive to us. Um, it tells us lots of different things, depending on what you're looking at. I mean, it's definitely your areas of giftedness and kind of how you best work or utilize again, that energy of yours. Um, but I think the ways that it's most beneficial is that it, it should just be affirming to things that, you know, to be true about yourself deep down. And it, it gives this almost outside permission to just keep going on that path. So to your point of these tools help us get to where those things are that we want to be. It was like this meta journey of, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur years and years ago. That wasn't really part of my long-term vision. Um, Funnily enough, astrology was some of the things like learning about my North and South node that started to really resonate with like the journey that I'm on in life in general and how I make money and all of that. But I'd say learning my human design and how like each type, there's five main energy types and each one comes with a a strategy. So your strategy shows you how you interact with opportunities in the world. And it's like, if I had this knowledge years ago, I feel like I would have gotten to the point I'm at now a lot quicker and that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're, we're all figuring things out in the way we're supposed to, but yeah, I'd say it really helps you kind of know when you're on the right track and then also helps guide you. If you're kind of if you are feeling really frustrated or like drained of energy in a daily basis, like I really don't think this tool is for everybody because I think people who are on the, who like feel really aligned in their lives or are on the right path, like are doing things that, um, are fulfilling to them. Like they probably wouldn't need this, this tool. I mean, I think it provides a lot more insight than just that too, but hopefully the hope is someday no one will need things like this. And we would all just trust our, our own, instincts and got like to move in the direction that we're supposed to. But until then, I just think that this is a very 
help affirming and practical tool that people can use in their daily lives to get more aligned with like their soul's purpose. And give us some ideas around how it is practical, because I think for somebody who's not familiar with the, the human design in general, how does that fit in in a day-to-day -day aspect of life? So to give the example of both of our charts or our types, because we're both manifesting generators and manifesting generators and generators, which are kind of the same type essentially, make up a, a larger portion of the population. Our strategy is to respond, which means that the only thing that we really need to worry about is letting things come to us in any form that that might be. And then checking in with our sacral, not using our brain or the shoulds or whatnot to make our decisions and got being guided by that. It's kind of like our own, um, like gas gauge of energy that we have to proceed with something or not. So I use my strategy every single day, multiple times, whether it's for work. So um, a very practical example is like, I'll have a to-do list for the week, um, almost kind of like bullet journaling. I call it a day menu where it's like all the things I want to get done in a week. And then I break it down per day. And if there's a task I'm hitting, that's just causing me to like, it's just, I feel really sticky. It's not working. I'm not into it. Even though I know I need to get it done. What I allow myself to do with this knowledge now is knowing like, oh, at this moment, this might not be in alignment with me and how I'm supposed to be spending my energy. How can I shift to something else on this, like choose from the menu of something that feels more exciting and expansive. Even if that, in that moment, it's like cleaning my room because that feels good to me, like get up and move and like organize stuff. And I'll come back to writing that newsletter later or that blog post or whatever it might be. Um, I use it with social plans all the time. Like that's a tough one because my brain still like, there's something coming up in my, my life where I got invited and I, I don't have a good out or excuse, but I just don't feel that excited about going. And the beauty of human design is it reminds us that we live in this win-win universe where we're not going to be pulled to things that are not correct for us and the people around us. So it's like, we get to take the pressure off ourselves. Like it doesn't serve not just me, but the, the people that I'm going to be around if I'm going to something out of obligation. Like there's a reason why I don't feel very pulled to that. And so how do I, how do I honor that? And then realize that there's something in that for me to shift and do something else instead. So that's just how, those are just a few ways that I use my strategy all the time. It's still a work in progress and a practice, but it's, I, it's been very, it's served me a lot and it's been really helpful. Awesome. So speaking of, you said that you have mine up and I have heard several times that I, I know that I'm a manifesting generator. I have had one or one or two readings before and both after I was like, mm, I don't really know. That just doesn't kind of feel right to me. And so speak, not that it doesn't feel right. I'm trying to think of the right word, but that's not how I live my life, which maybe that's the whole thing, right? And that's what I always take away from it is I should be shitting on myself, <laughs> um, but I should be living more in that. What is my intuition saying? Where, what do I feel about this? Right. We're, uh, before we recorded, I was talking about us moving and thinking about how do I feel about this rather than the list in my head about logically all the reasons it makes sense. Right. And because I'm such a doer and such a black and white person, I feel like it's not that easy for me to get out of my head and to get into my intuition. Unless I'm talking to somebody else, then it's like really easy for me to clue into them and their intuition and be really, um, I don't know what the word is, but 
let's just say clued into what they're going through, so to speak. Uh Um, So help me with that a little bit. Like, am I just not hearing the right aspects of it? Or how do you move from operating in your life in one way to what the optimal way really should be for you or is for you really not to take away that should word again. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting you say about tapping into other people's intuition because this gets a little bit into possibly some of the the centers on our body, so the energy centers which are connected to the chakra system. So, for instance, your um, splenic center, which is like your spleen, it, and that's our t- intuitive, like fear-based center. Yours is undefined, which just means that you aren't necessarily meant to like respond or receive and respond to really quick intuitive hits. Like that's not necessarily how you'd make um, decisions though, with it being open, you might be then able to kind of sense into other people's or like, like kind of just read into what other people might be intuiting. Um, you also have a completely open G center, which is that's where like the sense of self and personality lives, which just means that you get to, there's openness in that and that you can try on other people's ways of living or being, but there can, the challenge can be sometimes that you don't have a clear sense of what you really like to do or don't like to do Mm -hmm. until that develops for yourself over time. And you kind of learn what that is. But that being said, I think like a reframe might just be for me, the main tenant of generators and manifesting generators is just following kind of like what excites you or what sounds good. I think we overcomplicate things a lot. I even think like, um, learning the strategy of responding was really freeing to me once I kind of figured out what that looked like, because for so long I was like, Oh, why can't I just get like this idea of what it is I meant to do next? Or like, why can't this thing just come to me when in reality, it's actually a lot easier for us to have options in front of us and then just let ourselves respond. So let's just say with the move example, like all that being, a manifesting generator means for you in that case is like, are you, does it really excite you at the thought of moving somewhere else? Like, let's say you're like, gosh, I just really want to live in San Francisco. Like everything about that sounds really exciting. It keeps coming up. I keep just picturing myself there. Like that would be your sacral guiding you to that location versus like the feeling and this. Yeah. I also think the not self of like, what are the things that cause you to kind of feel like frustrated or like stuck, um, energy wise, like those are good indicators of things to remove from your life or your, your plate, so to speak. So does that like help reframe it at all for you? Or does that still not necessarily resonate with how you would make decisions? (laughs) Yes. And no, because I think most of my life, because I run two businesses and now we being married, it's not just the same as before where you, you could kind of run your own life, so to speak, of like, what does it yeah. feel like for me? Yeah, I want to go yeah. on vacation to Thailand. It doesn't matter what anyone else wants to do, right? right. Um, so yeah. I think I just have a hard time with translating that to all the things that do need to get done for business, all the mm-hmm. things that do need to get done for um, life in general, having three kids and whatever, and a husband, uh, and also feeling into, okay, what, what, where is my center leading me right now? Otherwise I don't, you know, so that's where I feel like I get torn of where's that time to just be versus like the things that need to get done. Like you're saying the blog and the newsletter and the Mm-hmm. invoicing and, you know, just the, the stuff that has to be done, right? Even though we have teams that do all of that, it still as business owners comes down to you as far as that needs to be approved or looked at or whatever, you know? 
Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's for sure. Um, a point of resistance, I think, including myself for a lot of people with human design, because it, it can be easy to hear the parts where it's like, just follow your joy and like do the easy things and like, and I, while I believe on some deep level that actually, yes, we are meant to be living in a way that's in alignment with ourselves so that we're not constantly struggling or efforting in a hard way, like with a lot of resistance, but good things still require, you know, steps to get us there and things that might be uncomfortable. I think human design just helps us strip away the things that are maybe slowing us down or like weighing us down. Like you said, if you know, like you're here to run a business, but if accounting is like your worst nightmare and you, that's the last thing you want to do, you hire an accountant because that's their area of giftedness. And you get that off your plate when it comes to like taking into consideration the needs of a partner and children and a household and all of that. I think like the best thing you can just do for yourself is acknowledge that it's to their greatest interest too, for you to be in, in alignment with like what your soul desires to do. And that, of course, I don't think you're going to be called basically to this selfish life of like hedonism, where you're going to want to be like, I want to live in Bali and do the, you know, like, I think you will be because you've been, you've already been brought to this point and have these people around you in this business that you've been led to. It's just a matter of kind of saying like, how can I, how can I add more things that either create more ease or joy, or I'm like following the things that I really love. Cause that's how you give yourself more energy and then get to gift that to the people around you too, when you're, when you're doing those things. Yeah. And I love the idea of like waiting for it to come to you and then choose. Mm-hmm. Although again, I having that, allowing that space, I guess, for that to happen is effort for me because I feel like I'm so used to again, doing and not allowing that. And I think part of that becomes the resistance, right? Because you're always doing and there's so much going on. And then Mm -hmm. that wears you down. And the reason you get worn down is because that's not your human design of how you should be showing up and living your life. Um, So I feel like in some ways, at least for me anyway, it's human design specifically is a practice of Mm -hmm. really getting myself to being like reminding myself, oh, okay, let's see what, what could be on the menu today that feels good and doesn't have to be done. Or one way that I explained to some clients is the glass ball versus the rubber ball, right? Which one can be let go today. That's not going to break, but yet it's still there and important to you and allowing you me, I should say that space to just say, okay, I'm going to see what's here instead of constantly kind of creating and doing all the things all the time. Yeah. I also think because I, I resonate with what you're saying. So when I first learned about the responding thing, I'm like a doer. I want to know, I want to figure things out. I like have a general vision. So I'm like, how can I get there quicker? And so I do think you can use the responding strategy in a proactive way and like a kind of narrowing things down for yourself. So like, yes. And the one hand, is it freeing to say like, oh, I don't have to worry about going out and making things happen. I get to just kind of say like, what feels like the next best step to me? Like what in this moment, what am I led to next? Or what project sounds most exciting and letting that be your answer. But also like, let's say someone's trying to figure out what it is they want to do for a career. I think you can, I pictured almost like a decision tree where if you, and I know we're focusing a lot on the uh, generator manifesting generator strategy, but it's still, I think it would be still helpful for other people too, of, um, or the other types, but like you say, Oh, do I want a job that isn't a corporate setting where I get to have like 
you know, structure and all that, or do I want to work for myself and kind of go on that path and then check in with each one? Like, cause we do best with binary options of like this or that, um, or yes or no. And then you can st- start to like, um, pare down and be like, oh, wow, actually like, yeah, this type of career, this type of daily schedule would sound, sounds really good to me and really like juicy and fun and, um, like exciting. And so then taking those clues too, or like even I, I, one of my favorite exercises that I tell people to do is to create a shine list, which is just a list of everything that you could do for hours that you love to do, that it makes you feel so excited that people like recognize you of like, oh, this is your, you're in your sweet spot. Even if none of them are work-related, like just what are those things? And then how can you add more of those into your life? Because doing that, there's a reason why you feel so bubbly about those things. Like that's your body's way of telling you, giving you little clues of kind of like, here's how, you know, you're on the right path. Um, even if it's for things to do in your downtime. So those are just some ways to use it more proactively too, I think, rather than just waiting for things to come, come your way. (laughs) And I like that because I, I, well, I'll speak for myself again in this regard is being so busy and so much going on all the time. You kind of start to forget of what are the things that light you up because the time is so taken by everything and everybody else mm-hmm. aside from what you want to do. I'm very fortunate that I love all things fertility and talking about that and that happens to me be my job. So that lights me up every day. But aside from that too, it's like, okay, I have to remind myself what when I'm stripped away from all these things that I feel like the identity takes over after so long, like I've only been a mom for almost six years and I was not a mom for 40 years. So who was I for all that time prior to that, you know, and it's like so fast to, to go away from what really lights me up outside of work Mm -hmm. and, and just, keep a list, right? Like keep a note in your phone. I'm like, oh my God, that was really fun. I really liked doing that. Or um, I want to go back there or I want to see that person again. Because I think for me, it's those moments of if I'm spending time with you or I'm making the effort to, to, I'm much more around experiences and the people that I'm with. Mm -hmm. That's where I feel like I light up, right? If I'm like, oh my God, that girl was awesome. Or talking to that guy, he was so interesting or whatever. That gets me really excited. and so I think, thank you for that reminder of just keeping those notes of what makes you feel the shine or right. bubbly or whatever word you choose to use. But the other part that I have found helpful is for my kids is doing their charts and knowing where and how they operate just on a high level. Again, it doesn't have to be so detailed for children, I don't think, in, in my opinion. Right. Um, but knowing generally like this mm-hmm. one does better this way or whatever is really, I feel like interesting. And from a parenting tool, really helpful to, to know, to watch out for some things with one, or they're going to be super into whatever they get into because they really like to learn everything about everything they possibly can, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, well, I love that you do that. I think that's so powerful. And do you, you know, that's why human design was created in the first place was for no. parents. That's the original intention of it was for parents to be able to raise their children up in the unique design that they were created in and to like remove as much of their conditioning that we inevitably are going to layer on to future generations just because it's like, that's what we were taught. And this is, you know, like what, oh, what interesting. Yeah. And so even when you're talking about, it, you're like, 
human design to me feels like a practice. I think as adults learning human design, it absolutely does because we actually have to go through the process of deconditioning a lot of stuff before it gets to be second nature. Like we have years and years of programming. Like even I was thinking when we were talking about the shine list, like it's wild to me sometimes the, the resistance I feel to put something down of like, no, I really you know, like, I think I'm supposed to like doing one-on-one readings with people because that's what other people in this field are doing. I'm like, but is that actually what I like? Like, is that actually what's right for me? And then getting really specific and saying, no, I actually really like speaking to groups of people and teaching this concept and, mm-hmm. and just being really honest with like what it is that feels really right for you. And so, but then it's hard to like, we still have to wade through a lot of the shoulds or the, I mean, in this world we're living in where there's so much information, even if like, so many helpful resources for entrepreneurs and all that stuff. It's like, how do you sort through what's right for you? And that's where I think human design is such a, it's helpful because it, it gives you permission. Like I think projectors are also one of the bigger, biggest ones that will benefit from human design too, because they're built so differently to work throughout. Like they're not meant to put, have as much output. Like the world is built a little bit more for generators and manifesting, manifesting generators. So for them, it's like this realization of, wow, I don't have to have my life look like everyone else or like keep up with everybody. And to learn that at a younger age, would I feel like would be so helpful for so many people. But then at the same time, like, I don't know if this is the one that I have, a friend of mine had, but she was like, basically, like, I don't want to work. I am not meant to be working. And whatever. Probably she's like, so what do I do with that? I'm like, yeah. I don't know what you do with that, you know, because obviously, it, well, not obviously, but most people do have to earn some type of living in order to be in the world. So, yeah, but I think we're entering into a time where we're realizing like that there's so many avenues for for making money or doing work that doesn't have to look like the traditional models. And so I actually really believe like if there is a desire deep, deep down inside of you, that's not coming from a, you know, if that's coming from a place of like laziness or like a situational time of life where it's like, no, I just want to, I don't know, whatever. But I think deep down, we all are create, we're designed and created to want to create and to put things back out into the world. And it can be frustrating for a lot of people, including myself, that we live in a capitalist society that, that our gifts demand income, you know, that we would rather just be able to give these things to people. But I think we're learning We're even within the last like 10 years, we've seen such a shift with the internet of even like what women are able to do and work that doesn't involve going into an office or that you can, you know, build these courses or whatever and sell them and be making tons of money from just creating one, you know, like there's just so many options. And so I yeah. think it, like it can take a while to figure out what that would look like. But if someone really has this strong feeling of like, no, I know I'm not meant to like do this much output. I'm meant to spend more time receiving and learning and like kind of taking in the world around me and then using a shorter amount of time to then turn that into something that's a value or that feels good. Then that's probably what they're meant to be doing. Yes. And the amount of people that I have spoken to that their lives have completely changed once they've done their human design chart. And they're like, I, it flipped everything upside down and my life is amazing now. Oh, that, yeah. And so they cool. are, you know, doing what they love. They're making money. They're, you know, they fell in love. All kinds of stories because of human design. And that, to me, that's amazing. Because, mm-hmm. and again, I think that, you know, for some people, it's easier than not or whatever. But mm-hmm. to see somebody who has that testimonial of how it's changed their life and that they follow it to a T because they know that it works so well for them is right. so cool. Yeah. And that's why I feel like so 
do it, do your reading for a human design chart, see what it says for you, see if it resonates for you and try the practice of living your life and see what starts to evolve and open up for you. Because it really is crazy when you hear the stories of people that say everything just started to shift and fall into place when I started to live this way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I have another question. So oftentimes people will say, I'm a manifesting generator and a 5-1 or mm-hmm. whatever else. What does that mean? What's that extension to the the, the energy generator, type. manifesting, whatever? Yeah. So the three, I think the biggest things that people usually reference are their energy type, which is manifesting generator for you, their authority, which is how they make decisions. So yours, I believe is emotional. You have emotional. So people, you would say like, I'm an emotional manifesting generator with five, like a five, one profile. So the profiles are the numbers. So there's six different numbers total. And each number kind of means something on its own. I'd say it's the closest thing to like your personality type. It's kind of, it's your learning style, kind of like how you take in the world and then how you then share that back out with people around you. So each number means something on its own. And then together they mean, um, like something as your profile. So those are, is it equally as important as knowing the manifesting generate portion or you, it's more important just to know that you're a manifesting generator. Most important thing. Yeah. Is your type for sure. And then, I mean, that with your type comes your strategy, your not self and your signature, but it, the, the idea of human design is if you were to like master living into your type, the rest of your chart would already naturally play out because you'd be following into those things. Anyways, I'd say the other stuff is helpful bonus knowledge. That's why I I just want to teach more people human design. Cause I'm like, it is very accessible. Like, yes, if you are like a self, um, like you love to learn about yourself, all that stuff, like dive deep into it for sure. Get a reading, get a guide, like learn everything about your chart. But like, really, if you just want, were to know the core things about your, your type, like that would already help you so, so much, I, I believe. And then the other stuff gets to be again, more like affirmations, like of how you, I mean, it's definitely helpful for people to figure out like their work styles, how they best learn, how they, you know, are in relationships. I think that our sent knowing our open centers can be a really helpful thing with living in close proximity to people and, and all of that. So, but yeah, that's the, the profile is the five one for you. Interesting. So when you say pro like people in proximity to you, are there people that really shouldn't be living with other people? And, you know, they're, it's pretty obvious. I'm like, that's probably not going to work out because this person is not meant to be that close with everybody on a daily basis kind of thing, or. No, it's, there's never any like good or bad, like it always rubs me the wrong way. Kind of like when people in astrology say like these types should never be together, which I understand that there's different energies, but I, the reason I gravitate so much towards human design is it's like a really positive affirming, um, system. And so Uh I like that part of it. It's just helpful to have the awareness. So to give an example of what I mean with the open centers and living in proximity to people. So actually a great example, of course you use this with partners, but is my mom and I, and when I learned my mom's design and mine, I was like, Oh my gosh, this would have helped us leaps and bounds growing up. And we actually had a great relationship, but my mom is a projector with almost all her centers open. And I have, you know, like a defined sacral, a defined solar plexus, which means that I am like, have a stronger presenting, um, energy and can take like be a little bit more commanding. I kind of set the emotional tone, whereas my mom is really susceptible to picking things up from other people. So even like when we go out, like she has a really hard time with 
like being overstimulated by noise. And like, she kind of would bristle sometimes by me, me and just be like, you're talking too fast. You're, you're too loud. And so it was this like push pull of like, I always felt like I was too much, but it was because for her, it kind of was a lot like my personality. And it's not like that doesn't, now we're like, we are so close and so great. And knowing some of that stuff about her helps me have more understanding towards like, yeah. She can't hold all of that, or she needs to spend time and decompress and like let go of all the stuff that she's picked up from around her. Like they say that projectors should ideally sleep alone at night because yeah. you even absorb like the energy from people that you're sleeping next to. Mm -hmm. So that's just what I mean about like knowing things like with your children, like which of you have defined solar plexus solar plexuses versus undefined because the ones who have the open centers there, the undefined like might be more susceptible to like picking up the emotions of other people or feeling a little out of control when things are like hectic in the house type of a thing. Mm -hmm. So interesting. I It's almost to a very basic level, the introvert extrovert, right? Like how yeah. they- or Like an empath type of a thing too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in regards to the kids again. So do the human design though is something you don't change through different periods of your life, right? It's just- right. You're your always time. that way. And mm -hmm. for anybody who doesn't know that you do your birthplace, birth time and what, that's it. It and just birth date, to, right? It just has to be, yeah, yeah, your exact birth time um, yeah. from your birth certificate and then, yeah, your birth date and your location. So it's the same as pulling an astrology chart, honestly, if mm -hmm. you were to do like your full natal chart, yeah. it's the same thing. So yeah, it does. That's so, why it was made for parents is like, cause it doesn't, you can look it up at the moment they're born. So anytime my friends have a kid, I'm like immediately typing in their birth time to tell them their, their design. <laughs> that's fun. Um, so how can people find out more about you and human design and everything? So I am at high death humans on Instagram. That's my website too. Um, I treat that, that Instagram is more of like a content arm. I, my personal is uh, glitter, AKA Sarah. And so that's kind of like where I show up and show my life and things like that. But yeah, if you go to high death humans, I mean, I try to provide as much like starter, helpful, free content as possible. Like there's a freebie library. There's, if you DM me or email me with your birth time, I will gladly pull your chart and like give you a rundown of what your type is. Um, but yeah, if you want to learn more, I offer guides, which are like the full rundown of your chart and everything that it includes that's personalized to you. I have a hard copy version of that, that people can now buy or like gift to people, which is nice for the holidays oh, that's so fun. Birthdays and stuff. And then, yeah, I do I definitely do readings, but, um, so that's like a one-on-one -on -one hour long session. So that's definitely tailored to like going into what your design looks like. How do we use this in everyday life? Um, and then moving forward this next year, I'm really excited to start working with more like teams of people. Like I've worked with small businesses and with like social groups of friends, like, because I just really love teaching it to people and having people have, have this tool in their arsenal as like, we're moving into this new way of being and working in the next, I don't know, decade or so. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like the more awareness we can have of how each other operates, like you use the example of you and your mom is so helpful. Yeah. And as you said, it doesn't necessarily mean one's bad or one's the other. It's just, it's just like, aware. Oh, okay. I understand your blueprint and how you work and you right. need this and I need that. And just as basic as that sounds is so helpful. And I think too, as you mentioned, I think it's great and should be done more in work environments mm -hmm. and all of that sort of stuff, because we're put into situations, especially in corporate where you're expected just to 
work really closely with people, even though you don't know anything about them, their personalities and whatnot. And I think just understanding like, oh, this person needs a little more space. This person needs X, Y, Z. I think that that's awesome. So if anybody out there is listening, needing some clarity on themselves or other people, I think that it's really helpful to, to have any and all of these tools. I feel like for me, I again, I'll use myself as an example, pulling like the Enneagram, astrology, human design, all of those things have an aspect of certain things that I've like have the light bulb go off of, oh my gosh, yes, that's really helpful for me. And for some people, they really just dive into human design or really dive just into Enneagram or astrology or whatever. But again, try everything and see what lands for you because the better you can equip yourself in everything and anything you do in your life, not only makes you show up better, but show up better for the people around you. Like you said at the beginning of this, it doesn't serve the people you're going to be there with if you're not really feeling it either, right? But we always feel like, oh, I'm obligated or I should be showing up at this event or whatever it may be, so. Yeah. Permission and freedom are like one of the the two of the words I go back to a lot with human Mm. design. Like it's just should be permission to be fully you and then freedom to follow into that and to not feel like you have to live a way that you've been told in the past. So, um, well, there's a lot of undoing that needs to be done for those two things, right? hundred percent. We have a lot, I think we all have a lot of work to do, but I'm hopeful that we at least have the awareness around how to start approaching that. And I think this is a, a practical way that people can just add more of that to their life. So, yeah. And I do think we're getting there just from our generation having a different awareness than our parents did, right? Like totally. My, mm-hmm. It just would not have been a thing to be talking about this sort of thing of my parents had four children. It was like, you raise all of them the same and mm-hmm. hope that yeah. it all works out. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. now I think we really try to customize it to what school is best for this child? How do they best learn? And really getting to know that. And, and as we customize that for each person, as a collective of humans, we are then better because we can let them have that freedom and permission to be who they are and and navigate life in in an easier, more comfortable way for them. Right. And, And imagine business. I just think of like business owners using this knowledge to, um, like best utilize their, the gifts of their employees too. Like it doesn't, serve them to make everyone like work these like long hours and everyone has to do this or show up this way. It's like, no, you might be honoring this person's best um, tools and gifts by letting them work really early in the morning, but have the afternoons off and, you know, or like only work from home or just, I just think that there's going to, we're going to see more flexibility and fluidity with the way that work looks like or businesses and knowing this type of information. It's not, I think the quality of work would only go up if you're like letting people bring their best selves to the table and their unique ways of learning or approaching work. And so, um, yeah, yeah. you should consult with the management team on each of their people to say, okay, Elizabeth needs to be working this way. Sarah and Jennifer need to be working. No, I truly think that's what I would love to do more. Some people are, I mean, similar to how companies will will bring in like strengths finder people, or there's Enneagram experts that go into work. Now people have been doing that with human design. And I think like having your, the management and like HR, knowing this information about their employees would be just so beneficial. Awesome. Well, it was so fun talking to you today, Sarah. Thanks for being here and we will chat soon. Yes. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.